It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. How good is Australia? Have a go. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. Get a job. Have a go. To start a business. Start a family. To buy a home. Have a go. Have a go. And get a fair go when they have that go. Get a job. Work hard. Work hard. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. This is the best country in the world in which to live. Work hard. Welcome to the Have A Go podcast for another week. My name is Dave Edwards, joined in the studio as I am always by Dane Eldridge. He told me that that's how he pronounces his last name. I think I might have fucked it up a few times. Nah, it's fine. Get it all the time, mate. It's great to be here again as, um, as we take a look at Australia and what's doing. What's doing yeah. in Australia? Well, that is a very larrikinish phrase um, popularised on the footy show. Yeah, of course. One of the most larrikinish shows of all time. And, and that's what we're talking about today, larrikins, the Australian larrikin, the larrikin spirit. Uh, what is a larrikin? Do you have any kind of – I mean, because it's a word that we talk about a lot and perhaps we don't spend enough time thinking about what that actually means. Do you yeah, think? well, I think in the spirit of the word, I don't know what it means okay. and I don't think anyone knows what it means. Um, it's just used in mainstream media to basically dog whistle. Um, and achieve in, clickbait. That's yeah. of course. But in saying that, how good is Fatty? Well, he's good. He yeah, was yeah. really good and continues to be good. That's right. Um, but the word larrikin, mate, so I'll give you a bit of a history of the, the etymology yes. of the word larrikin, uh, a word that we know and love. So it actually originated in England. Okay. Yep. Um, it was a term that meant mischievous or frolicsome youth, and it was related <laughs> to the verb to larrick or larricking about. Okay. Um, but apparently the term kind of died out in the 1800s, early 1800s in England. Right. But it reemerged in Melbourne. Okay. In around 1860, okay, uh, and and then spread nationally. Yes, and and these early larrikins in in Melbourne were were edgier, and they were they were quite criminal. That they, they dwelled in inner cities, uh, certainly not the lovable larrikins we know today that would you know later achieve mainstream appeal. Okay. So they were young fuckwits, basically. <laughs> Okay, you, yeah, well, I was holding back on a, on a Melbourne trope there, but yeah, okay. So you're picturing just young larrikins, you know, just off Collins Street or DeGraves, just a you know, little bolt hole coffee shop. Yeah, with Doc Martens with their socks pulled up. Yeah, yeah, that sort of stuff. Well, those larrikins are still around, not as lovable. Okay, those ones, but um, but somewhere along the way, the larrikin uh, became something to be proud of in Australia. Yes, a, a celebrated trait. Yes, and, and, and I don't know where that happened, but it's interesting that you say, Dave, that um, you know that this was a, a term that died out in the 1800s, which pretty much tells me that our mainstream media is stuck in the 1800s, <laughs> yep. which is probably pretty good yep. from what I actually first uh, equated them to be. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't really know. Like I said, I don't know what it means. I don't even know if, um, if we ever had a larrikin streak. Mm. You know, um, uh, I mean, we had a, a prime minister that drained schooners and bedded women <laughs> for fun, so it's probably pretty good claims that we did. Even yeah. though that's pretty par for the course for a union bloke. But, um, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I like what you're telling me back there about uh, the history of larrikins. I, I know that back in the day when they were quite, uh, when they were a bit rough around the edges, yeah. that the cities had what was called larrikin belts. Right. So little enclaves in the city of, of okay. larrikins. Okay. Just think about that. Compare that to the enclaves of today, hmm. the what gilded enclaves. <laughs> well, down, down Ultimo Way, yeah. ABC headquarters. That's right. So I think you can imagine what the what would be going on in those larrikin belts back in the day. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about larrikin belts. And, and, and as I said before, larrikins traditionally dwelled in the city. But probably one of our most famous larrikins of all time is Ned Kelly, who was very much 
are regionally based uh, <laughs> from the bush. Um, you know, a famous bush ranger for those who are listening who aren't familiar with him, who, who died at the age of 25 and probably best known for uttering the phrase, such is life, yes. which became a very very larrican tattoo it's option a, for many Australians. Did. Yeah, but bumper stickers, tattoos, um, yeah, mm. no, it's a, it's a massive... I mean, if he had yeah. the rights to that right now. I mean, he was he was ahead of his time. He was robbing banks. I mean, the fucking banks have been robbing us for years. Yeah, I was just wondering, where would Ned Kelly fit in the Royal Commission, do you think? <laughs> would he get a mention? But anyway, when he was sentenced to hang, more than 30,000 people uh, made a petition asking for a reprieve. Wow, really? 30,000? Yeah. Okay. Interesting, interesting. So I wonder, would, would Ned Kelly be cancelled today? I'm going to say this a hundred times on this episode, yeah. I think. But uh, yeah, Ned Kelly, oh, yeah. I'm not sure where he would fit into the PC spectrum these days, but anyone who takes from the banks, there's yeah. going to be fandom. Well, actually, he I was just looking at his wiki before. He was arrested at the age of 14 for assaulting a Chinese man. So he's probably a racist fuckwit and definitely would have got cancelled <laughs> today. But he was a good-looking rooster, though. Wasn't he ever? Have you seen some of that stencil art? I don't know how real it is. Oh, no, and he had the twirled moustache yeah. as well. He uh, did, didn't he? Oh, he's so Melbourne. He had a very, um, like, a strong hairline and angular jaw as well. He looked good. Yeah, he certainly did. And uh, he had that, I, I don't know if Brill Cream was around back in those days, but he had that volume in the hair. Yeah, he did, didn't he? And even when he I took the helmet real, off, yeah. it's still perfect. It's like he had, a like, a stylist or something. Do you think it's kind of like how Jesus is depicted as, like, a barefoot <laughs> vegan from Bondi? Like, do you reckon Ned Kelly actually looked that good? Or are we just rewriting history? <laughs> yeah, I... Yeah. <laughs> I'd definitely say there's some rewriting of history there, as was the Bible, to make Jesus look hot. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so we carry on. So, yeah, look... Um, but we love to forgive larrikins of their sins, don't we? I guess that's the message. I mean, we've obviously forgiven Ned Kelly of all his sins. The charming, charismatic larrikin can get away with a lot. Yes. I think the larrikin's peak era was probably between 19... Maybe the 1970s and, and 2000. Yeah, I, I think, think that, that little too. 30 year period of time in Australian history. I mean, you've got some of the, well, some of the great larrikins. I mean, Shane Warne, for example. Yeah. I mean, Shane Warne is probably probably the greatest larrikin in, in modern Australia, in, in my view. Mm, mm. Um, you know, he could do one thing, he could rotate his wrist in an anti clockwise direction really, really well. But he had an unbelievable amount of flaws. And we forgave him for everything because he was good at that one thing, taking wickets. That's right, exactly. I mean, look, you, you can go out and transgress as often as you want, but if you can hit a length, then you're you're absolutely absolved <laughs> of any responsibility whatsoever. I mean, I think a few months ago he was actually photographed at Sexyland, <laughs> um, an adult sex toy warehouse, just, just buying buying up big, the paparazzi. I think a Daily Mail caught wind of it. Oh, the thing about Shane Warne, he just doesn't give a fuck if you see him at Sexyland. No, that's right. I was just going to say unapologetically spotted, not covering the face, not no. even a fucking face mask. Not on even a COVID. face mask. It's almost no, like I think he, he had a face mask. Oh, okay. But, you know, right. he pulled outside Sexyland in his, in his Merc or whatever he drives these days. Doesn't mm. give a shit. I mean, a celebrity these days, you'd send your PA to get it or you'd buy it online or something, send it to a, a, yeah. a, a different address. Click and collect, but you no, just Warne go just in, parks out. Bricks and mortar, just go into the shop. Hi, I'm Shane Warne. Here's my credit card. Give me fucking 300 bucks worth of sex toys. That's right. Good to see him supporting local business, but, but yeah, you can imagine him just pulling up, just leaving the engine running out the front and just ducking in for some negligee oh. or a double ender or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> All right. Some of those larrikins, so we mentioned Shane Warne, we mentioned, mm, mm. you know, Ned Kelly, there are others, Warwick Kappa, Fatty Borden yep. that we mentioned before. Yep. I mean, I'm deeply conscious that these are all men. Yeah, yeah, I know. I've noticed that as well. I mean, is the term larrikin just inherently misogynist, perhaps? Sexist? I mean, why is it always blokes? Do you have any answers for me? 
I don't really. Okay, sorry. I don't really. It's problematic is what it is. It certainly is. And, and just another one that you left out there was Errol Flynn. I don't know if you know uh, much yeah. about him from, from back in the day and just talking about absolving larrikins of their crimes because of just the, the fun and frivolity they bring to the national scene. I mean, he betted a lot of women back in the day, I believe. Mm. And so oh, I, yeah. I think back in those days, having an STD was part of the national identity by the sounds <laughs> of things. Oh, I think it was, yeah. I think it was covered by Medicare as well for, okay. for a period of time. Um, so anyway, that's so that was yesteryear. And now okay. we're looking at today, the mm. modern larrikin. I mean, these days, larrikins are few and far between. I think we all have to agree on that. You know, I was racking my brains before coming on air thinking about a modern larrikin. The only one mm. I could really come up with was Nick Kyrgios. Yeah, yeah, but he's a bit of a like an anti-hero slacker, isn't he, mm. sort of thing. But it's we're coming around different. on him, I feel. Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, I'm... initially he was like a brat who was wasting his talent and there's nothing that we hate more as Australians as, you know, a talented athlete who's wasting their talent. Exactly, and playing in an individual sport for himself, but he owes Australia. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? He, what's, he's, he's bringing Australia down. I mean, we've always had a soft spot for humble athletes who work hard and, and extract every little bit of juice out of the small amount of talent, the natural talent that they have. Oh, don't we But ever. he's brash, he's he's loud, and he's outspoken and, and very suited to the digital age. Oh, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. The, 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 what the digital age loves is a tanker. Anyone who tanks, <laughs> it just speaks to the kids. I think today, I mean, the larrikins are digital. I mean, you, you, you go on Twitter and there's a lot of there's a lot of lovable larrikins on Twitter, particularly on the left. A lot of lovable lefty larrikins on Twitter speaking in lowercase. Oh, yeah. All uh, lowercase. Even beginning their, their missives with a lowercase letter, which goes against all grammatical principles. You know, yeah. uh, but it doesn't even, matter because it's, it's Even smart. though they studied, yeah, advanced English and linguistics at university, at Sydney University, at Sandstone University, <laughs> they'll still speak in lowercase. Of course they will. What's the deal with that? Why, <laughs> I, I just fucking write normally. Yeah, I don't know. Is it is it just to con, to convey how much they don't give a shit? Is that what I it think is? So. Even though they've poured over that draft for three days, <laughs> sent it through to their friends seven times. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it is. Australia, thank you for uniting as one in the fight against COVID nineteen. With your effort and sacrifice, we have saved hundreds of lives. However, the fight is far from over. We must remain vigilant and continue applying the measures that have helped curb the spread of this evil virus. Please continue to socially distance and, where possible, wear a mask. Stay at home unless you have medical needs, a lavish wedding, or scepticism fueled by a misguided hatred of Daniel Andrews. Listen to the advice of health officials and question it based on parochialism or that post from Pete Evans about fluoride dangers. If you witness others the rules, please do the right thing. Film it, upload it, and tag Miranda Devine so it can be grossly taken out of context. Please respect lockdown measures by panic buying and fleeing for another state. And if in hotel quarantine, make sure you adhere to your obligations and sleep with a security guard. And most importantly, if you're feeling sick, make sure you isolate at the nearest Thai restaurant, Australia. Together, we can continue to defeat the evils of COVID-19. And with any luck, be better than those pricks from Queensland. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. But why would I apologise? I want the point. Didn't let him leave. But you seem to wind him up and then he, you know. I don't care. But why would I apologise? I mean, dude's got how many slams? How much money in the bank account? I think he can take a ball to the chest, bro. Did you aim it straight at? I actually was going for it. Going for it. I wanted to hit him square in the chest. Chest, chest, chest. Best country in the world. Another week, another very meaty subject. Uh, and who better to tackle that than social commentator, comedian Luke Heggie. Welcome to the Have A Go podcast. G'day. Welcome. 
no one better qualified, I think, to tackle today's subject. Um, some strong opinions he shared off air. Hopefully, we'll continue on air. Um, the larrikin, the famous Australian larrikin. Mm. We're in 2021. Cancel culture is rife. Is the larrikin still a thing? Does the larrikin still exist? What is the larrikin? Well, like, like most pests, we haven't eradicated them <laughs> totally, um, <laughs> despite recent efforts. And, and you know, thankfully, everyone's got a sort of vigilante uh, a concept now. Like a citizen's arrest mentality. And yep. you can just perform a citizen's arrest on, on a larrikin. You can, you can probably bash a larrikin. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like the, we've got to fuck them off. It's, they've, we've worked really hard to get to where we are, but you've got to finish the job. Be like rabbits. You, know, you get rid of most of them, mm. give them all that mixomatosis, fuck them up. <laughs> but then there's a few slip through the net and they'll proliferate again. And they fucking, fucking have that. They fucking breed like crazy, don't they, those larrikins? Oh, man. They love breeding. But speaking of larrikins, is there such thing as a female larrikin? Because, you know, if you look back through history, not a lot of documentation on female larrikins. They, they seem to be quite male-dominated as a species, which makes me wonder for their survival if they're strictly men. Um, are there female larrikins? Do they exist? Uh, they do exist. They generally have to go through multiple partners because your average male larrikin life expectancy is about 28. <laughs> um, you know, they, they What's discover, the leading course of death for the uh, larrikin? Uh, when jet skis meet land. <laughs> <laughs> or, or things along those lines, quad yeah. bikes, or, you know, the, the usual stuff. Adventure but, sport, um, mid-taps, yeah. Evolution. Yeah, um, there's, there's, obviously, um, there's obviously degrees or a spectrum of larrikinism out there, isn't there? You've got, your, I mean, like the origins of larrikinism were actually, they were actually criminals, you know, back in the days from our um, convict heritage. But these days people call, you know, the, uh, larrikins can be someone that turns in a picnic table, uh, puts a motor on it and drives it down the road, you know, and everyone thinks that's funny, mm. that's larrikinism. Can we um, bash them as well? Well, those ones, those particular ones, I think you're within your rights to just run one over. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that used to be lead story on the news, like yeah. a man turning his esky into a vehicle and just cruising around, yeah. you know, in the fast lane outside Ballina. Yeah. Bloke yeah. getting in a shopping trolley. Yeah. Shopping trolleys on the streets, that's larrikinism. Yeah. When, you see it, when I see a shopping trolley outside a house, I go, there's a fucking larrikin in that house. Yep. Mm. And you know it's on tape somewhere and it's just going to spark like three days of media cycle frenzy, you know, breakfast television topics about is this Australian larrikin dead or, you know, it's good yeah. to see the larrikin spirit is still alive and well. Well, it's not quite dead. I saw, you know, the airport trolleys. I saw one of them nine and a half kilometres from the airport. I thought, <laughs> no, it's not dead. You don't see that sort of commitment from the youth No, that's days, a fucking committed larrikin. A, you know, I reported it, obviously. Yeah, of course yeah, you had to. Yeah, took, yeah. The, took pictures of the houses outside and, and called the police. They came around and sorted it out immediately. But, um, I mean, it's nice that we can just citizens arrest people. Though. I was, what I was recently, right, my dog was halfway through curling one off. And, and thank goodness the self-appointed mayor of Bondi was walking past right at that moment. And um, <laughs> I was standing there right next to a shitting dog with an inside-out poo bag on my yep. hand ready. Yep. But he still had a yell. And... Uh, said, I hope you're going to pick up that shit, mate. And I, I said, well, thanks very much. I mean, had you not been here, I might have gotten away with that. <laughs> might have been a little little crouton that I didn't yeah. remember to I just walk up. around I, with yeah. a dog bag half on my hand at all times in case there's a shit to pick up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we do do that as dog walkers, though, don't we? It's just symbolism. Like, I'm ready to go in case anyone wants to arrest yeah. me as a larrikin because I'm not one. Yeah. But yeah. as soon as someone's not looking, I just fucking kick it into the middle of the pavement and go, someone's going to step on that and I'm a larrikin doing it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, we are the most easy-going country in the world, though. We talk oh, about course. Yeah, all the yeah. time. We've installed that 200 years ago. It's yeah, yeah. easy-going, no worries, mate, prawn on the barbie, yep. you know, she'll be apples, mm. all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, I like 
how Australia claims those kind of qualities as their own and like no other culture has them at all. You know, like Australia's the yeah. only laid back country that cares about their mates and has a lot of Aussie spirit. Well, mm. of course, no one else has Aussie spirit, but spirit, whereas other countries are just weak and don't yeah. have friends and are spiritless. Well, oh. Howard tried to write mateship into the preamble of the Constitution. Really? Yeah, it didn't work. Okay. No one went for it. Yeah. But he fucking had a go. No Indigenous recognition in the Constitution, but we've got mateship. We've got mates. Yeah, yeah. We've good. got mates. Yeah. yeah. It's mates. It's battlers. It's mates. It's larrikin. It's everything. I know some foreigners who came here, right, for an extended holiday, and they got a dose of larrikinism straight away. The, the easygoing, lucky country. They thought, oh, we'll soak up some larrikinism. And they're very excited to get here. Got themselves a photo at the airport underneath the Welcome to Australia sign, boomerang font. Mm. And then um, less than 60 seconds later, arrested for jaywalking. (laughs) (laughs) Sucked in. We don't don't put that on the tourism ads, do we? (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, border security shows. Come to Australia, the laid-back country. Declare everything. But, yeah, I mean, there's Mm. that. But look at how Mm. we responded to COVID. Like, we fucking love rules. We loved COVID. Because we we were told what to do and we followed that to the rule. I mean, we listen to experts in Australia. We're fairly responsible. Yeah. Did you sign in before you came into the studio this morning? I I noticed you didn't. (laughs) I didn't. didn't. Sorry, mate. You should report me. Yeah, okay. When it first came out and uh, everyone was, you know, rabid about it, I saw a child with a nostril poking out of a mask, punched his head in. (laughs) uh, Everyone around gave a round of applause. As you should. But, I mean, that's who we are as a nation, and, and good on you for doing that, by the way. I mean, you did well absolutely the right thing. I mean, I don't want a big note, but, you know, every now and then you have to you have to say you've had a go and, and, you know, just made this country better. Some of the laws in this country, I mean, we have laws for wearing bike helmets as if you can't be fucking sensible enough to do that yourself without a law. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go to the cricket at the SCG and you've got to drink out of a plastic schooner because you just can't be trusted with a glass one. Is that curbing larrikinism, these little kind of encroachments on our liberty? Uh, well, in a, in a nutshell, yes. But mm. um, we also invented the word glass as a verb. So <laughs> in Australia, we've, we've pioneered that. And also on the flip side as well with the plastic cups, if you had glass schooners, you couldn't do the beer snake, oh, which is yeah. a heaps larrikin thing. Heaps oh, funny. You fucking could. It'd yeah. just be higher stakes. It would be. <laughs> <laughs> you could do it so high, you could just, if it dropped, it'd just, it'd just hit one of the batsmen on the... Head or so it'd be that it'd be that tall mm. from the front row. Mm. Probably Glass. need to get the players off and do a sweep of the outfield after that, maybe. <laughs> nah, fuck <laughs> Unless the opposition is yeah. They've gone soft. I used to play on broken glass cricket. Yeah. I don't know who hasn't. Oh, exactly. I used, I used to play used to... on syringes that just go into my leg and die for one on the outfield. I mean, Shit, got AIDS. You see batsmen <laughs> these days like stopping play to you know because something's in their eye line. Well, you know, I used to do that with a bloody sniper pointing a gun at me. Mm. Yeah, we get used to it. What are they? Yeah, they are quite soft. Yeah, mm. and I think you know cricketers and. Uh, yeah, those mateships are—they've yeah. uh, gone soft. So the future of the larrikin obviously looks pretty grim. Then I guess by the the discussion we've had today. Yeah. Oh, they just had to change their tack. They've got to—they've got to evolve with right. the times. Take it offshore. Get a fucking a, a jerry can for your jet ski and go out and be a larrikin okay. in the open water. You can't you <laughs> you can't just plow up the Brisbane River or the you know or straight up the the Yarra on a jet ski anymore. It's fucking nanny so stuff. you're saying sequester larrikins in international waters and You've let got them to, thrive? Well, yeah, cruise ships done a lot to, uh, to good point. Do yeah. that, do that. Yeah, yeah. Put them out there, push them off. Where okay. you go? Because I feel like any larrikins that are going to pop up in Australia now is like whack a mole. You know, like they come up, they do something <laughs> funny, cancelled. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's another one cancelled. Yeah, so I'd, get yeah. him out to international waters, quick sticks. That's He's got to go. <laughs> yeah, okay, that that must be the solution then. Oh, glad we solved it again. Mm. Thanks, Heggy. You're welcome. 
want to reach a dedicated audience of everyday Australians? Honest Aussie battlers who like rock music, beer, automobiles, hardware, banter, and are probably aged between 25 and 52? The Have A Go podcast offers a fresh alternative to traditional radio advertising by offering a 100% on-demand podcast experience. Whether you're looking to reach tradies on the work site or white-collar cucks on the light rail, you can be sure your message is heard on Australia's most promising weekly podcast, hosted by two-time poor blokes who are certainly not professional comedians. Our ad sales team stands ready to take your call and elevate your brand to the next level or some shit. The Have A Go Podcast. We're open for business. We've made it to our second week of the podcast, which is no mean feat. That's I've right. done some uh, research on podcasts. Only 30% survive into the second week. Fantastic. Just made that up. Oh, did you? And thank you for listening. If you're out there and you are listening to this podcast, please don't be shy. You can uh, tell other people about it. Yes, please do. Um, Skyrite, whatever you there's need. There's no pyramid scheme, but please, if you tell one person, they tell two people, escalates like that. Yeah. You can do the same with money too. I'm not sure if it's illegal. Probably is. Uh, but uh, also like, rate and subscribe because that's mm. apparently the currency this game operates on. That would yeah. be great. We're on social media as well, reluctantly. Mm. Yeah. We're very old men with jobs and families. Yeah. Can you just imagine that if you're out there listening to this, just two blokes managing social media accounts? Yeah, slaving for your likes and your follows. It's pathetic, to be honest, but unfortunately, it's the way of the world and we need to do it and we want you to love us. We are at the mercy of an algorithm. We all are. How do you feel? Done a 20-hour shift, lifted heavy shit, and it's knockoff time. How do you feel? Time for 36 beers with your blue-collar peers because it's Tuesday night. How do you feel? Cause you're a working class bloke who loves a joke and a smoke when you live at disease. How do you feel? When it's a safe space for tales about red meat, males and masculinity. How do you feel when you're joined by a woke creator from marketing? We're just a bourgeoisie. He's asked for gluten free. Doing a combined arts law degree. Law degree. I especially enjoyed medieval history. It added the next chapter to my studies of ancient history at school and left me with a lifelong interest in the history of medieval Spain in the time of El Cid. We mentioned one or two larrikins earlier in the show, mm-hmm. but I'd like to spend a bit of time now paying homage to some of the great isolated examples of larrikinism in recent years. And I thought maybe while going through this that we could try and apply a rating system to each of these uh, larrikin moments to determine which is the greatest of all time. Everything needs to be quantified. And- Obviously, we need to develop some kind of rating system. So I thought mm. cultural impact plus the level of offensiveness. Yeah, that sounds pretty good to me. 20. Yeah, so cultural impact is in how heavily it would have trended on socials, how much traction it would have got, and then uh, uh, what was the second one? Uh, just level of offensiveness. Okay, outrage. Okay, outrage. That's easy. That's the, probably the two easiest things to gauge in the modern age. It's a sophisticated algorithm. Yeah, that's right. 
Uh, okay, let's go back to 1964. Ooh, okay. uh, we were talking before about the lack of female larrikins, but Dawn Fraser, mm. arguably one of Australia's greatest larrikins, female. Definitely. Uh, she won a bunch of gold medals at Tokyo 1964, had a great time. Mm. And the night before the closing ceremony, she went and had a 1,000 beers <laughs> and decided to go and steal the Olympic flag from the Emperor's Palace. Right. The Tokyo police apparently thought it was pretty funny. Okay. But the Australian Swimming Union actually banned her from swimming for 10 years. Wow. What do you think about that? I mean, that, 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 think about the time, 1964, mm. Mm. what she's done there. She's yep. a female larrikin. She's gone. She's just nicked a flag from the Emperor's Palace. Mm. Had, a, mm. had a skinful. Yeah, skinful of Asahi. We loved her for yeah. it. Okay, so so it was in Tokyo, is that right? That's right. In the in the uh, aftermath or the, the heat post-war, I'd say. Is mm. that correct? Yeah, so I think we'd be treading pretty carefully in those sort of uh, climbs, wouldn't mm. we? Wouldn't we? So, uh, look, um, I would say that uh, outrage back at home, I think it would be right up there. Yep. I think it would be it would be an odd one, but it would be, I reckon, an eight and a half. Okay. And it would be trending like fuck. On, oh, mate, it would, I, I'm, I think I'm going to give a 10 for all these, but I'm going to say 10 out of 10 trending. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's an 18 and a half out of 20. Wow. So that's red. That's in the red. She'd later go on to make a, a racist outburst on breakfast television against <laughs> Nick Kyrgios and, and Bernard Tomic, which assured her... Swift cancellation. But but for that 1964 incident, we're giving her 18 and a half? I am. Okay. I'm giving her an 18 and a half. And, yeah, you're probably right for that, that later incident that really cemented her mm. star on the on the larrikin walk mm. of, of fame. So, yeah. yeah, 18 and a half. Okay. Well done, Dawn. Uh, we're coming a little bit closer to modern times now with uh, everyone's favourite privately educated satirical group, The Chaser. Oh, awesome. And uh, you might remember their series of pranks at the Sydney APEC Leaders Summit. In, I do. In 2007. So I do. Yeah. I APEC being the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation for those not familiar with their regional summits. <laughs> uh, so the most prominent prank during APEC 2007 was the breach of an APEC restricted zone. One of the guys directed uh, another member of the chaser through a restricted zone. One of the one of the members, Chaz Licciadello, I think is how you pronounce his yep. name, he alighted from the, the motorcade dressed mm-hmm. as Osama Bin Laden. <laughs> Do you remember gutsy. That? It was very gutsy. And I, I remember back at the time, because you're right, post or in the midst of, of the heightened alarmism of, of terrorism, and the level of security was was unbelievable. Off the charts, mate. It, I mean, Australia was, it knew it was on the global stage. All eyes were on Australia. And mm. I remember it was just layers upon layers upon layers of fences and bollards and security guards and, and shit like that, which is going to stop all of those um, bad things getting in. Mm. So, um at the time, I believe that the um, it was it's a ten out of ten, no yeah. doubt about it. It's a ten out of ten. But the funny thing is, is that Twitter is mainly inhabited by uh, left wing supporters, right? So the outrage level online probably wouldn't have been as high as it deserved. So you think the outrage was more traditional media outrage, conservative, yeah, conservative traditional conservative Murdoch dominated, meats. okay, yeah, red meats, yep. Um, I remember, yeah, a lot was talked about how risky it was. Mm. And I think the police commissioner at the time came out and said, you know, he was he was risking getting sniped. Yeah, yeah. And I remember just thinking, like, how fucking trigger happy are these police that they're just going to take a bloke out? And how good would dr- that have been for content too for the chaser for years to come? Okay, so cultural impact. Cultural impact. Just picture a man these days getting out of a motorcade dressed in the same garb that Osama bin Laden would be wearing. Yep. I think that city, the country would go into meltdown. I think so. I think it would be outer meltdown. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go for a nine. Okay. I think that's high. I'm yep. try- and and that's, that's applying today's prism. 
Well, we must always apply today's prism yes, of course. to yesterday's things. <laughs> we must always do that and judge them through the prism in which we see today. Uh, and, and on feelings. And, and on feelings, of course, yes. gut feelings. So but about the level of offensiveness? I mean, we're getting into some pretty offensive territory there, aren't we? I mean, there's there's a bit of dressing up. Yep. There's a bit of a sama in there. National terrorism, safety. national safety. Yeah, safety of global Embarrassing leaders. ourselves on the main stage. Oh, yeah, it's all... Oh, it's God. fucking offensive, isn't you're it? Really, yeah, actually, you're really... Anti-authority. Making a, yeah, authority. yeah, yeah. You're making a very compelling case, actually. Mm. Is there anything that they didn't offend when they did do that? Well, I read a little study and 87% uh, of respondents to a Sydney Morning Herald internet poll okay. found yeah. the stunt funny. Okay. What, 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 uh, where was the poll held again? Sorry, Dave. The Sydney Morning Herald. Right. Okay, cool, cool. I'll just run that through today's prism. Okay, <laughs> biased. <laughs> okay, so uh, where do we give that out of 20? 19 and a half. Okay, it's up there. All right, so going back a few years again, uh, going back to 1989, mm-hmm. uh, the mm. Australian cricket team going overseas to the Ashes, David Boone drinking 52 beers on a flight to Heathrow. Um, thoughts on that? Through today's prism, not through the 1989 prism, through today's prism. Well, I'd like to break with tradition and actually see it through the 1989 prism mm. if you would um, as so allow me, Dave. Yep. At the time, I would probably rate this as a 2 out of 10. If anything, it would have been celebrated. Yeah. It would have been absolutely celebrated. He probably got himself an endorsement out of it. Mm-hmm. He probably was actually considered for the captaincy. Yeah. And I think it's something that would have um, been at the top of his Wikipedia page. Well, I mean, sportsmen have been dining out on this story at Corpies and, and, and sportsmen's <laughs> luncheons for years. I mean, any of the people that were on that plane have just made millions of dollars out of this anecdote. Oh, haven't they Because it is just one of the most celebrated moments in Australian cricket history. Yes. And the history of masculinity in Australia <laughs> in general. I mean, the, the story's been exaggerated. For, yes. for so long. There's talk of, you know, how the, the pilot did an extra swoop around London just to kind of give him a little bit more time to break the record and, you know, how he was assisted by multiple people on, yeah. on his way to immigration, <laughs> you know, couldn't fucking walk straight. Just a different era though, wasn't it? Oh, I mean, drinking 52 it? beers back then, I mean, drinking is not celebrated to that level no. today. It's it's what's well, problematic. You know, the studies are in 52 beers, at, you know, in 24 hours at high altitude, not great. <laughs> not, not at all. And just trying to fill out your declaration card as well. Yeah. Just wrote on it, David, in yeah. big letters. Yeah, this didn't tick any boxes. My, my, I had a mate whose dad was actually on that flight. How much is he charging for a corpy? <laughs> <laughs> One of the funny side anecdotes he told me was that he also asked Alan Border for his signature uh, <laughs> when he was on that flight, and AB said, "Sure, let me just put my tie on." <laughs> well, I just never stood understood the correlation between like having to put your tie on to sign something. Anyway. Uh, cultural impact. Cultural impact at the time, positive cultural impact, 10 out of 10. Positive 10. Negative, I would say, wouldn't barely register a two. Okay. There'd be a couple of wowsers about at that time, just some some uh, green shoots wowsers just coming through. Green shoots wowsers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're, their voice isn't loud enough as yet, but they're probably yeah. on ABC Talkback decrying oh, yeah. Australia's alcoholism at that time. But uh, wider mainstream, like they'd be standing out the front of their houses and applauding all at once. Oh, bloody earth. Like they be. do in England for the NHS. <laughs> Except for Booney for drinking fifty two cans on a flight. Yeah. All right. So let's let's wrap things up. Okay. I mean the 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 status of Larrikinism in Australia today. Uh, can we put this argument to bed? Is the Larrikin dead, or is or is there hope for the Larrikin? Will the will the Larrikin need to evolve? To meet these new social and environmental conditions, would you say? Oh, definitely. I think I think we're seeing evolution already, but being as so we're stuck in the middle of it, we're not actually mm. seeing it. We're in the eye of the storm, so to speak. We're not seeing tangible change at the moment. We just think everyone's a dickhead, basically. Yeah, that- 
I, I agree. And, and as and as we kind of talked about with social media before, I mean, the decline of mainstream commercial television in particular makes it even harder today for a larrikin to come out of nowhere. Exactly. And just charm us with their rough around the edges persona. That's right. And and brands don't want to go near a larrikin anymore. No. Networks very reluctant to go near a larrikin. Yep. So the larrikin, will the larrikin have to go underground? Well, where does the larrikin go? I'm glad you led me there because that was exactly where I was going as well. I mean, the larrikin may not live on uh, in 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 spirit. I'm oh, sorry, it may not live on as as a as a tangible living thing, but it, it will live on in spirit mainly through marketing departments. Mm. I would say there are people out there selling advertising spots that crave the Australia that probably never existed. Right. So I'm thinking we'll probably just see them in BCF ads. That's probably about <laughs> it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so the future's rosy for the larrikin. Yeah, it is. It's good. Go for those who have a go. This is the best country in the world.